European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 42, Issue 1, Focus Issue, Epidemiology and Prevention, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea, read to you by Morgan Bryan. The new frontiers in prevention, from sports cardiology to spaceflight, and back to earth with cardiovascular disease and cancer. I wish to begin here by wishing you and your loved ones a wonderful new year. The past year has been difficult for us all. COVID-19 has caused illness and mortality on a global scale and forced us to rethink our habits, has dealt a huge blow to our economies and has cast a shadow on future plans. Unfortunately, human history is studded with wars, pandemics and famines, frequently in deadly combination. Yet it is in difficult times that humankind shows extraordinary resources and indomitable resilience. The COVID-19 pandemic is no exception. The incredible progress of our knowledge in a very short period of time leading to innovative forms of treatment will hopefully allow us to overcome this difficult moment in the near future. We should not, however, forget the many lessons learned from this difficult period, including the devastating effects of air pollution on COVID-19 spread and lethality, in addition to the well-known devastating effects on cardiovascular health. This is a focus issue on epidemiology and prevention. Exercise recommendations and eligibility criteria for sports participation in competitive athletes with cardiovascular disease, or CVD, were originally published by the Sports Cardiology Section of the European Society of Cardiology in 2005, and some aspects were subsequently updated in 2019. The overarching aim of these recommendations was to minimise the risk of adverse events in highly trained athletes. It's important to recognise, however, that most of the exercising population engages in leisure sports and solo recreational exercise, and unlike elite athletes, these individuals have higher prevalence of risk factors for atherosclerosis and established CVD. The first contribution in this issue is the 2020 ESC Guidelines on Sports Cardiology and Exercise in Patients with Cardiovascular Disease by Antonio Paliccia from the Institute of Sports Medicine and Science in Rome, Italy and his colleagues from the ESC Scientific Document Group. The authors note that sports cardiology is a relatively novel and emerging speciality area. Therefore, the evidence base for the natural history of disease progression or risk of death during intensive exercise and competitive sport among individuals with CVD is relatively sparse. This is reflected by the fact that a disproportionately large number of recommendations are reliant on the wisdom and vast experience of the consensus group rather than on large prospective studies. The authors acknowledge the inherent difficulties in formulating recommendations for all scenarios in a heterogeneous population with a diverse spectrum of CVDs in light of this limited availability of evidence. Therefore, these recommendations should not be considered as legally binding and should not discourage individual physicians from practicing outside the remit of this document based on their clinical experience in sports cardiology. In addition, in line with good clinical practice, the present document encourages shared decision-making with the athlete-patient and respects the autonomy of the individual 
after provision of detailed information about the impacts of sports and the potential risk of complications and or adverse events. The current guidelines also provide recommendations on the investigation, risk assessment and management of patients with CVDs to aid physicians when prescribing exercise programmes or providing advice for sports participation. While deep leg vein thrombosis following airplane travel, the so-called economy class syndrome, received much attention years ago, now a report on internal jugular vein thrombosis in astronauts in space has startled the space medical community. In a current opinion article entitled The Thrombotic Risk of Spaceflight Has a Serious Problem Been Overlooked for More Than Half a Century? Ulrich Limper from the German Aerospace Center DLR in Cologne, Germany and colleagues discuss this topic. Small cell, animal and human studies performed in ground-based models and in actual weightlessness have revealed an influence of weightlessness and gravity on the blood coagulation system. However, human study populations were small and limited to carefully selected participants. Evidence in individuals with medical conditions or older persons is lacking. Evidence for thrombotic risk in spaceflight is unsatisfactory. This issue deserves rapid study in heterogeneous populations to guarantee safe governmental and touristic human spaceflight. CVD and cancer remain the leading causes of death. Although the epidemiology, pathobiology and treatment of each of these diseases have been the focus of intensive study for decades, the intersection has only recently gained broader interest. There is increasing recognition that common shared risk factors predispose patients to both CVD and cancer. In addition, cancer and traditional cancer therapies are associated with CVD. Conversely, recent intriguing data suggests that CVD, e.g. heart failure, may stimulate tumour growth. Novel targeted therapies and their association with hypertension, arterial events, metabolic syndrome and myocarditis all add complexity to the relationship between cancer and CVD. In a clinical research manuscript entitled Long-Term Cardiovascular Disease Mortality Among 160,834 Five-Year Survivors of Adolescent and Young Adult Cancer an American population-based cohort study. Lai Wang and colleagues assessed the risk of cardiovascular disease or CVD mortality in U.S. five-year survivors of adolescent and young adult or AYA cancer compared to those of the general population and contemporaneous five-year survivors of childhood cancer. A total of 160,834 five-year AYA cancer survivors aged 15 to 39 years at diagnosis, were included, representing 2,239,390 person years of follow-up. Overall, 2,910 CVD deaths occurred, which was 1.4-fold more than expected in the general population, corresponding to 3.6 excess CVD deaths per 10,000 person years. The highest risk of cardiac mortality was experienced after Hodgkin's lymphoma, and the highest risk of cerebrovascular mortality was observed with central nervous system tumours. Even survivors in their sixth and seventh decade of life 
the risk of CVD mortality remained markedly higher than that of the matched general population. Competing risk analysis showed that the cumulative mortality of CVD was elevated among AYA cancer survivors compared with childhood cancer survivors during the whole study period. The authors conclude that long-term AYA cancer survivors have a greater risk of CVD mortality than the US general population and childhood cancer survivors. Vulnerable subgroups, especially survivors of HL and CNS tumours, required continued close follow-up care for cardiovascular conditions throughout survivorship. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Patrizio Lancelotti and colleagues from the University Hospital of Liège in Belgium. The authors note that despite the many unknowns, the present study represents a valuable contribution to the identification of at-risk patient groups requiring close follow-up care, as well as to the understanding of a major health issue. Systemic vascular inflammation plays multiple maladaptive roles which contribute to the progression and destabilization of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, or ASCVD. In a state-of-the-art review entitled Targeting Cardiovascular Inflammation – Next Steps in Clinical Translation, Patrick Lawler from the University of Toronto in Canada and colleagues note that these roles include 1. Driving atheroprogression in the clinically stable phase of disease. 2. Inciting atheroma destabilization and precipitating acute coronary syndromes, or ACS. And 3. Responding to cardiomyocyte necrosis in myocardial infarction, or MI. Despite an evolving understanding of these biologic processes, successful clinical translation into effective therapies has proven challenging. Realising the promise of targeting inflammation in the prevention and treatment of ASCVD will likely require more individualised approaches as the degree of inflammation differs among cardiovascular patients. A large body of evidence has accumulated supporting the use of high-sensitivity C-reactive protein, or HSCRP, as a clinical measure of inflammation. Appreciating the mechanistic diversity of ACS triggers, and the kinetics of HSCRP in MI may resolve purported inconsistencies from prior observational studies. Future clinical trial designs incorporating HSCRP may hold promise to enable individualized approaches. The aim of this clinical review is to summarize the current understanding of how inflammation contributes to ASCVD progression, destabilization, and adverse clinical outcomes. The authors offer forward-looking perspectives on what next steps may enable successful clinical translation into effective therapeutic approaches, enabling targeting the right patients with the right therapies at the right time, on the road to more individualized ASCVD care. The issue is also complemented by discussion forum contributions. In a contribution entitled, Time for clinicians to revisit their perspective on C-statistic. Arya Aminoroya from the Tehran University of Medical Sciences in Iran and colleagues comment on the recent publication Feasibility of using deep learning to detect coronary artery disease based on facial photo by Shen Lin 
from the Peking Union Medical College in China and colleagues. Lin et al. respond in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.